You are tuning into the Full Profit Podcast. We are your wager caddies. My name is Haven Brown. I'm here with my man, JD. JD, what up, what up? Yo, yo, yo. How we doing, man? We're doing absolutely fantastic. Coming off, uh, I would say, a very successful week for yeah. the U.S. Open. It was fun. It was a good time heading over there. And I feel like... Uh, I kind of feel like the the course, the, looking at a golf course, that you know is, is a lot different than what we're used to. It kind of helps if you can frame the frame what you think is going to happen and then bet accordingly. And for once, it, it worked, all worked out according to plan. <laughs> yeah, um, our, uh, a tweet that you uh, had aged pretty well. Yeah, uh, when we had Gary Woodland at a tournament of champions, and uh, you told everybody pretty much to get on him. Best, I said, uh, best bet in sports, actually, which was now, now it seems like I was kind of aggressive, but hey, whatever. <laughs> what JT aggressive? No, <laughs> right? Weird, <laughs> worked out okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I mean, it's funny because like all these people are posting these tickets, and I'm just like, man, you guys all have 101, and I don't have shit. I had to pick up the 40 because none of my bucks had anything near that, so. You know, uh, hopefully a lot of people listening to this were able to get on. Some guys are like, yeah, I, I read your tweet and I put I put 50 on it and I forgot about it. I can't tell. There's like 20 guys are saying that. So, you know, at least someone's making some money out there, right? Yeah, that's the great thing about golf betting. I mean, I've, man, I, I can tell you in the past three or four years, especially in those major futures, I've probably made about $4,000 on bets I forgot about. Yeah. I mean, you know, just those futures when the guy pops and you just, you know, like, oh, just let me put this on here. This guy's playing pretty well. And I was like, wow. Just see what happens, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I think so. that's, you know, that was one thing that, you know, we, it, you know, there's so many, many markets and so much to hit with this. But, you know, when you can, when you can identify those, those long shots early, you can really build up a nice portfolio to where you only make a couple of bets coming in down, you know, down, the, down the stretch. And, Hopefully you have such a, an amount of CLV that you could cover, you know, pretty much the whole board if you if you do it correctly. I'm not great at it; other guys are better. But I mean, it's definitely something that you know you can you can definitely carve out a niche if you can identify guys who are going to peak a little bit later. You know, yeah. Just just and just look at the fact that if you sucked all year and you had Gary Willing yesterday, you're up. Yeah, well, I mean that's basically me. So. That's <laughs> But uh, any, uh, you know, some takeaways from last week. Uh, I mean, Gary Woodland, I mean, wow. I mean, he really you know, shut down all the naysayers and the demons he got behind him. And that that, that chip on uh, 17 was just oh my God. unbelievable. I don't – I mean, I don't know if, if – you know, I play a lot of golf, obviously. You guys know that. I don't know if people understand just how difficult that was because it – I don't really. I'm not hearing it talked about as much as like the maybe even the, the, the three wood on on 14, which was completely out of uh, that was insane too, obviously. But like that chip is like you, you, if you catch it an ounce thin or an ounce fat, it's just like it's either over the green into the ocean or it's literally just flopped right in front of you. You know, you have to catch that thing so perfectly off that off that tight lie. I mean, that was, I mean, to me, that was a shot of the tournament because I honestly got truth. I bet Brooks right before he hit that chip because I said 50 50 if he gets this up and down. I thought it was down. And I figured Brooks would make a birdie pretty easily from where he was, which he didn't. But I mean, I think, I don't think people understand how close that was to becoming like, you know, tie ball game coming down the last hole, right? And him needing. Oh, a- no, they understand. They were sweating because they, they know Brooks. Brooks Kepka's, uh track record when it comes to closing up, closing the deal. Yeah, that's no, no doubt about that. So I, you know, I just that was cool, man. And you know, I mean, anyone who's listened or followed or you know, I've been, I'm, that's like he's one of my favorite golfers. I mean, he's, I, I back him almost every single tournament, and so, and he's just an all around good guy, right? I mean, he kind of that kind of you know showed itself this week. So it was cool. To, it's cool to watch him, man. And I, I hope he continues winning because his game is fun to watch, man. He's, man, he strikes the shit out of it. It's crazy to watch him hit the ball. Yeah, Gary's had some uh, some unfortunate things happen in his uh, family life. Uh, he lost a baby last year. Uh, he got a little bit of a good karma because uh, his wife is pregnant with twins now. So it's very cool. Uh, that's a really really awesome deal, man. I'm really proud of him. Uh, I'm a, I'm actually been a fan of Gary. Um, I'm not fan boy like you. Yeah, I'm but I'm, I'm pregnant with uh, a fan club. But he's gone up on. He's definitely gone up on my list. Uh, the youth now it's interesting. What do you think? This is going to hold for Gary going forward as far as like, is he going to be Lucas Glover 
or no. you know, do you think this is do you think this is like you know now he's taking a step where like Brooks said when Brooks said you know what I'm capable of doing this and you know I can compete with these guys on a on a big on the big stage every weekend every week out yeah you know I I mean he's you know he wasn't necessarily winning but he was competing pretty solidly weekend week out right already um, but was he though. Yeah, you know, you know, he's. I mean, he's has three wins, so it's only. Like oh, no, make me really pull up Jerry's stats now. Come on now. Oh no, I mean, he was nineteenth in my model going into the week. So you know, if you're nineteenth in my, I'm a form heavy guy. So you know, that's going to be. You know, you're gonna you're gonna have to be competing to be there. So I mean, you know, and again, pure ball striking wise, he's always been there. And I don't know if Glover was ever at quite that level. You know, that was a little bit before I was super into golf in terms of betting, especially, but. You know, the thing is, is it, it, here's a problem. It's just hard to win majors, right? So it's like, you know, it, 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 like DJ has won. <laughs> think about that. Like, it's just, it's so difficult. That's, you know, which, you know, we can go to, an, to another point after. But, you know, will he compete, you know, for majors week in, week out? I don't know. I think that U.S. Opens and PGA seem to set him up the best. I'm not, I'm not sure he's going to go into Augusta and, and these Britishes and compete. But, you know, I, I think. I don't see why he can't be right there, and a lot of especially the courses that require him to hit the driver, right, or or just pure ball striking courses like like Pebble turned out to be. Yeah, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how his you know career turns out from here, and he's going to have the baby swag. Uh, it's about fifty fifty over the over my golf career. The baby thing can go. I mean, look, you see what happened to Danny, Danny Willett. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, whoa, he I mean, went to the absolute doldrums for sure. And I mean, you reach you reach that pinnacle like that, and and you know it is hard to it's hard to duplicate. It's just because golf is hard, especially now when you just have so many good players. I mean, Brooks Kepka has made has what is it four out of six major? No, wait, no, he's won four out of six. Wait, what, what's the stat? I mean, in like in the last like ten majors, he's got eight top like twos or first places or some shit. Yeah, two seconds. Yeah, he's in the first or second. He's he's like the new uh, the new Jack Nicholas. Right, he's there. He either wins or gets second every time. And let's just, I mean, let's just talk about Brooks. I mean, that, that was the one. I mean, I I, I, I thought he was going to win all the way until until the chip. Honestly, got truth. I thought he was going to win until until he got up and down from from on seventeen. I thought he was going to win because I thought he was going to make birdie. I thought uh, Woodland was going to make bogey, and then Woodland would make par on 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 eighteen, and they would go to the playoff and. Brooks would win again. I, I honestly got you. I swear to God, I thought that. And you kind of had to just put a little bit up, just just as kind of just as a saver from what you had exposure on, just so you would just be stuck out. Yeah. Well, I mean, I had Brooks outright too, though. So I mean, I had okay. Yeah, I had the whole freaking. I had I had Scott Brooks. I mean, I had everyone except Rose, basically. So you know, but and, and the other thing with Brooks is like he 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 didn't even hit a fairway on the back nine. He was right there at the end. I mean, he played. I mean, the guy that made off the tee on the back nine, he was all over the place. Yeah, I'm looking at the top ten, and I would say that half of the guys came in with pretty mediocre form. Yeah, I mean, you know, the other problem with the form thing now is that there's so there's still few tournaments between these majors that like it's really hard to gauge where where are the, especially the top end guys are. Like, what are they doing? Why are they there? What's they playing? They're not even playing. That's what I'm saying. It's like I feel like I feel like it's the, the, like in between now. Now we have a, like what five weeks I think until the British, right? Yeah. And but we have f- like four tournament or three tournaments that have been never really been played before. There's like something in Detroit. There's some shit in like Minneapolis or some shit. Like I don't even know where it is. It's like where where are the motivations for these guys going to be? Considering the U.S. or the British is just right around the corner. I, I you know I'm just I'm thinking. I'm just having a hard time, like wrapping my my head around the new schedule. I think it's really affecting play more than I'd ever even remotely anticipated. Maybe shorter than that. The British usually it's like very. No, I think it's a month, five weeks to a month, right? Four, four One, to five weeks. Two, three, four. Yeah, you're right. So six six weeks from now, basically. But that fifth week is irrelevant. Well, I guess not. John Deere, right? Like right. So they're going. Uh, they're going to Michigan. Man, what is it? Minnesota, Illinois, Kentucky, and then to the Open. I mean, these are all brand new tournaments. So, I mean, what are they? I mean, are they going to be hitting like a lot of stingers around this thing? Like, <laughs> like I don't. And then the British Open is a whole other crapshoot because, like, I mean, there are no, absolutely no clue what that course holds, right? I tell you what, uh, one of my takeaways from this year is that whoever is coming in crazy hyped 
is bombing. Oh god, that's uh, in the major. I mean, I'll, I mean, you know who Kepka is. I mean, like he's just that guy. But like everybody else, like uh, so basically, if we're gonna stay true to form, I'm looking for Rory and Matt and McDowell to like just kind of shit the bed. Yeah, I mean, the hype guys the were Cantlay, Johnson, right? Oh, I mean, oh those, I mean, they just ate it. Fleetwood, obviously, everyone was on him. Everyone was on Fowler. Those guys are new shit. JT got some late steam. I was on him as well. You know that was um, that was me for sure. Yeah. I mean, right? And then Rory. And then here's the funny thing: they opened Rory a fucking favorite against Brooks again. Like, are we really going to get gifted this again? Like, how many times can we go through this? It. I, mean, I tell you what. I'm going to let you know something. Every single time Rory wins below before a major, that's going to happen. And and you just gotta accept the gift. Let's let, let's get into some takeaways from uh you know where we were right last week. Uh, where we were, so we'll start where, where I was wrong. Okay, I was definitely wrong on Justin Thomas uh, showing a little bit of form, and he just absolutely shit the bed. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, you know, I, was, I haven't looked in. I haven't really looked at what the hell happened. To be honest with you, I don't. That was weird. I didn't see that coming. I was with you. I mean, it was like Bubba. It was basically like Bubba Junior. Like he like let he like killed it in ball striking and putting was just garbage. Yeah, I mean, he just didn't do any. He missed it just one off the number, I think. Right. Yeah, it was pretty was disheartening. Because he only lost. He lost like point uh, seven strokes total. I mean, yeah. I mean, his his tee to green was two, and his putting was minus point seven. So or minus two point seven. So yeah, I don't I don't really know what to make out of that. I, I mean. He's playing this week, so he was he had to have been somewhat healthy, right? No, I don't think he was I don't think he was you know, anything was wrong with him from a health standpoint. I just think, you know, it's the US Open and what happens is sometimes you get on a bad run and it can start just compounding very easily. It's you know, still hard to make overall still hard to make birdie with that thing. No, I think you're right. Um another thing I was wrong on for sure is uh I should have followed you. You said that they were gonna go low this week. Uh, I just figured that the sun will come out one day. <laughs> you know, maybe we'll see some sunlight. That's and uh, it's Monterey in the it. summer. It's hot, hot where I live. And anytime it's hot where I live, it's it's gray and foggy there. And that's just that's kind of usually it's windy though. So you know that that's the that's the bigger thing is usually it's it's a lot more windy. Another thing I was wrong on was uh, Tiger. Holy. Holy shit. That was weird. I mean, wow. This guy comes out of Memorial, ball striking genius. Yeah. Damn, this shoots like 60 or whatever. And then just comes to a place where he's very comfortable. On the greens, he's extremely comfortable and just absolutely shit the bed. Just, yeah. I mean, look at his stats. I mean, he was, he he gained five and a half strokes tee to green and he still was in the green, still great gain, a stroke and a half putting. But I feel like that was all on Thursday, right? When he was just making everything he looked at. I still feel like at most majors, because Tiger, and this was something very interesting that he pointed out, as he said, if I feel good, if I feel good, I can play good anywhere. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. But he said, if I feel good, which means if we can get some prices in head-to-heads where he is a favorite versus a lot of these top guys, I think we're better off just fading Tiger. I agree. It's it's just – I mean, it's hard <laughs> because it's Tiger, right? Uh, yeah, but he's got like – he's at 13, like 13 to 15 surgeries. No, I know. And he's 44, 43. Yeah, and I think that you're right in terms of like especially the weather because, I mean, that, that stuff's not good for achiness. I mean, that's like the worst actually. It's just damp, cold, dreary, like – it's hard to get loose, right? And so I think you know. In his, so you know, the British. I mean, as much as I think that the British Open is probably a, a track and a format that's going to suit him well as he gets older, because older guys typically do well at the British. I mean, he might be an exception just because he can't get loose. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in total I, agreement there. I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like his game should be British Open game, right? Like that. That old man game at the British is always good. Like all those guys, oh, are really? it's kind of like Augusta. So maybe I mean, is it, is it said the same thing here though? Yeah, I know, yeah. kind of an old man game. We yeah. thought Tigers was going to bun it around, get it in play, and just ball strike everybody to death. And it didn't quite happen. This, yo, man, straight up, 
I have never seen so little tiger on TV in my life. No, you're right. As I did this week on the radio too. I'm like, man, they're, they're this not, is like nothing. And even down the stretch, I thought it was pretty cool because I mean, that's just kind of, you know, as, as much as I like to watch Tiger, obviously, I don't really want to watch Tiger when he's out of contention. Like, I want to watch all the people in contention, which means, you know, and they're only – Fox is only going to do what the ratings tell you to do. And that means the rating, the, the focus groups, whatever the hell they're doing to drive their game plan, saying we want Brooks Kepka and we want the leaders, which is what I want. So, you know, I, I don't think Fox is dumb. If, if, if Tiger was going to be pushing the ratings, you know, hitting his sixth shot on 16 way out of it, they would have showed him. But because he's not, and, and I think that's a good thing for growth. Yeah, yeah. So now, where I was right, okay, and this is something that I think we should actually kind of focus in on for the rest of the year, is immediately when I saw some of the prop lines and I saw that these numbers were completely off. Yeah. The number one thing we saw that was off was the fact that Brooks was a dog to anybody. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And we tweeted it out that you should smash this. I think it got smashed, honest to God truth. I didn't see it move. Well, I'll tell you that. I'm not saying I move lines, <laughs> but I mean anyone who's following following us, they got they got their money on that one because I mean that was a three unit bet for me. I mean, I bet him against DJ, I bet him against Rory. I mean, I, you know, I was a little more hesitant to get DJ due to his record at the US Open and at Pebble. So, but at the same time, you're right. I mean, that, you know, just that head to head, just the, the looking at Brooks and being like, why the fuck are these guys who are not as good as him at majors, which has been very clear over the course of the last three years, why are these guys favorites? It doesn't make any, it didn't make any sense and it still doesn't, right? Yeah. Um, the other thing that really popped out of me as soon as a major came about was uh, Bubba Watson missing the cut at any kind of plus number. If you look at his track record, you know, these uh, these majors are not at Bubba courses. I can only think of like th- two or three majors Bubba has, has ever done well at, if you go throughout history. Yeah, I mean, it's just Masters, right? I mean, he's never done well at any of them. I think he had a top 10 at the U.S. Open when DJ won. Okay. Uh, I, I have no idea. He needs trees, right? Isn't that his thing? Like he needs tree lines. Sight. He he likes sight lines, and he also likes the desert because the contrast between the sand and the green. So, and he and he also doesn't want a lot of a lot of trees on the right. God, this guy's such a bitch. Okay, whatever. I mean, look, <laughs> I'm just whatever you tell me. That's what I go with with what he likes because I have no clue what, what's going on with this guy. Bubba is uh, a golf better's dream because he sucks all year and then he wins at the same five tracks and Bubba Watson has bought a car for me. And we're <laughs> and we're about to get to one of those tracks here in a second. So. We are at a Bubba track this week at a Travelers Championship at TPC River Highlands. Okay. Um, did you have anything that you also had correct? Oh, um, yeah. I mean, you know, the, what I got wrong, I didn't do great in the head to heads. If you count the, no, if you count the round, the round by round head to heads, I lost two and a half units, which isn't terrible, but that's obviously made up by a bunch of two unit wins on, on, uh, on, uh, <laughs> with, with my boy Brooks. Right. So, um, you know, that wasn't great, but, uh, and the three balls weren't great either, but. I kind of, you know, which is crazy because I, I feel like I had such a good read on the golf course, which is one of my wins. Like it was like exactly pretty much how I planned it out. Um, top tens did well, and obviously the outrights did well. First round leader, meh. Um, but you know, overall, it was a little, uh, profitable. But you know, I needed, I need, I need Gary. But it was also cool to hit that, you know, that tweet from back in the day. So that you can't really put a, a number on that. That's just kind of a cool deal, right? Yeah, um, it was kind of interesting that. Uh, a lot of the the top tens that actually came in, uh, Ches Reby actually popped on my model. Yeah, I'm with you. Hit that one. Uh, quiet, quiet is kept. Uh, John Rahm is kind of performing in these big tournaments. Yeah, I, I and he he is maybe something sneaky going into the British. But I mean, it's like it's so fucking worthless though because it's like you play like like you know 
like better than average, better than average, better than average. And then when you're completely out of it and have no fucking chance whatsoever, you shoot your best round and you, and you get a T3. So it's like, what did he really do? You know, like he didn't beat Rory on the day I bet him. So fuck him. And then like, <laughs> I, you know, and I, I liked him going in the tournament and he just, I mean, he shot some good rounds, but it's like, and then you just shoot your out. This is like the Fleetwood syndrome. It's like, Everyone loves Fleetwood because he went super low in the U.S. Open and then everyone bets him and he's never going to win a major. So, like, what do we – I don't – you know, I'm not a big wrong guy anyways, but, like, it's just – it's I, I, his game is there and he's done well in majors. He's also missed a lot of cuts in majors, so it's, like, very boom or bust. But if you're going to shoot, like, your best round on the last day when you have absolutely no fucking chance whatsoever to win, like, I don't really care. Like, whatever. It doesn't mean anything to me. It's a, it's a pressure-free 68. Like, what is that? Who cares? Hey – Wise man told me they write checks on Sunday. I get that, but hey, hey, listen, that's when I that's when I want my guys actually to make it happen. One one takeaway I think I'm going to start doing is I'm going to stay away from first round round bets. There's just so much information as far as mindset and actual statistics for the second round and and the rounds going forward. Hmm. See, I I, I found. That- Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just, I, I actually disagree. I, I'm, I was, I'm looking at the other way because I feel like the second round, there's no real reason to be influenced by the first round. It's just a one round sample. Why does it matter that much? So I feel myself because things more in the second round. Because what I notice is the regression from all the guys we normally, let's say, I'll give you, we'll just go Keegan, for example. Like every single time a guy goes lights out, even if it's not Keegan, but you know if Keegan goes 64, you know the next day is going to be 74. Yeah. And they're going to put up a price. And I just feel like it's more predictable. There were, like I said, there were some some bets this week that immediately popped out. And I'm going to start focusing on those that immediately pop out. I'm also going to start focusing on more plus money Round, uh, round by round, like uh, my, yeah, exactly. Well, I, I definitely focus there as well. I just, uh, I feel like my best information is is pre tournament, and and that's like the first round. I mean, I almost want to if I lose because I looked at all my three balls, they all won the next day. <laughs> so it's like all the ones that lost the first round won the second round. So it's almost like just roll. That's what I'm saying, but that's what I'm saying. So you had your. You had your information pre-tournament, your three balls lost, and the second day you hit it. I'm saying overall, because you're actually going to see like how these guys are playing, You know, there, there's also something to how they're going to react after they play bad in a major. Like You don't want to be forcing the issue at a major. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. And I think, I think that's another takeaway is I think that in, these, in, these head, in, the, in the head-to-heads, I really want to focus on my – on my bigger, my bigger edges and just try and, I mean, the head to heads this year, I'm, I'm literally at zero. I have, I've played over almost 200 head to head matchups and I'm exactly zero. And that's where we're, then that's where we're supposed to be making our milk and honey to, to uh, tread water on the outcome. Well, and that's just been three balls because three balls, I have like a 15% ROI. So I've, I've done well with three balls. That's, that's helped. Um, and then the, you know, everything else has been great other than, you know, the outrights, but, you know, so I, I I see what you're saying. At the same time, it's like I don't I don't I just don't think one round is a sample to change anything. You see what I'm saying? Like if I have a thought process on someone and something happens in one round, like I just you know, and I'm going to go back and look at all my three balls for the year. I'm going to see which one, which round one losses actually won the second round. Because I, I think you should. I, I really think. Yeah, you I should. plan on. It. I mean, I and I think because I mean I've done well in three balls as it is, so. You know, I'm going to keep with that. And most of them are round one, three balls. You can only have two rounds. You know, I usually don't get the second round plays all that often. So, um, but anyways, yeah, I think, you know, I, I, I see what you're saying. I just, part of me just says the sample so small. It should just like, you just go with, go with your gut again on the same, or not your gut, but go with your numbers on the, on the second round too, you know? Yeah. It's just like, for me, I mean, I watch a lot of golf and I just see, I just see so much regression to the mean after the first round, whether it be bad or good. Yeah. So you set up, you said you do your pre-round, I mean, your pre-tournament st- statistics. And if you said, oh, okay, well, you know, player A played bad round one, 
that he's probably just gonna he's he probably is gonna play a good the next day yeah. and vice versa. So what you're saying is I should just keep I should just go right back to it then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm saying I'm saying that your 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 pre round statistics are gonna be good. And if you see a guy start out, just stay with him because obviously he's probably going to come back. And if the guy plays bad, he's probably going to play play good. Yeah, no, I think I, I see exactly what you're saying for sure. Very, very yeah. true. Okay, let's get into all right. Moving on right. to the Travelers Championship at TPC River Highlands in Cromwell, Connecticut. Connecticut. That's uh, they're going across the country. Yeah. So. I actually love when they go to the East Coast. That means I get to wake up and actually watch golf. Good point. So that's really good. So this is a par 70 golf course, a mixture of bent and poana greens. I think it's mostly bent. Yeah, this time of year. This is Bubba Watson Central. For sure. This is, uh, you know, he absolutely loves this course. Uh, this course is short, just like last week. We're looking like, what, 68.50, roughly on the yardage here. So, obviously, on my model, 68.41. Okay. It looks like it's it's mostly second shot, right? Like, it's second shot course. Although, ball, you know, Bubba's obviously played well, so she can work the ball. Um, and I guess the, the greens are just going to be kind of slow, right? They're not like – they're not anything. It's it, – it's, you guys should go pretty low. There's this, there's a lot of – I think the par fives get destroyed and – or the two par fives get destroyed and then uh, – And a short par four. And then, the, yeah, then there's a short little drivable guy. So um, let me just look real quick here. Get some stats here. So the winners average 25th off the tee, ninth on approach, 18th around the green. Tee to green is third. So really all-around game with a little emphasis on approach. 26th out of 49th as far as uh, course difficulty. Okay. So, you know, the guys are going to go low. So, you know, these – I feel like, yeah, these are these are tough when they're – I feel like there's a, a large swath of winnable players here. Russell Knox, Spieth, Streelman. I mean, you got like Duke at 150 to 1. Leishman kind of came out here. Jakobsen. I mean, this is kind of like a hodgepodge. Never been – after a major, correct? No, this is the beginning. Yeah, this is the first time they scheduled put it put it after the major, but surprisingly decent turnout considering. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, obviously, your model is going to spit out what it's going to spit out, but are what kind of angle are you going to play with guys coming off of Pebble? I feel like I want to fade Brooks because he's not going to give two fucks about those this golf tournament. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, overall. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you think the guys, are you going to pick and choose? Or are you just going mean, to kind of stay away? I think the guys who are in contention, I'll be less likely to back just because they're probably mentally fried. But it looks like there's many content. I mean, there was only really, what, three guys in contention for the most part. So, I don't know. I'll probably, like, I don't know. I just, they're, they're professionals. I'll probably just ignore it. I, I don't think I'm going to really consider it all that much. Except if I can get a good number on, like, a Brooks, can't lay Brooks, maybe, if you can get him at, like, plus – can't like plus seven plus one seventy or something maybe. I would take that. But other than that, I don't know. I don't I don't think I'm gonna consider it all that much. Another thing I'm thinking about changing in my model is just kind of forgetting par five scoring. Okay. Now hear me out here. We agree that there's more par fours than any other segment on the course, Fact. right? Okay. If a guy is playing well, par five scoring is gonna is gonna be there anyway. Right? Um, yeah. Right? So, it. I'm just saying, you know. But, I mean, it's, yeah. I think the problem. For it to is, pop, well, um, you know, for it to pop, though. Yeah. It just seems like, oh, it's like, of course, like, we know that long hitters score on par fives. But if a guy's playing well, he's going to play well on the par fives. It's just, it's not going to be like, oh, I got to a par five and I'm going to start double bogeying. No, it's just you have to make birdies. Right, but if a guy's playing well, he is going to break par five. Yeah, especially if he's breaking par five. I mean, you're gonna you're you're just naturally going to be a more consistent par five birdie guy if you can actually get to them. It's so like these are short though. I mean, these are five seventy four. I mean, that's that's not really that long, all right. I mean, that's pretty much nothing. I'm just saying, every time I put it in my model, it's not necessarily an indicator 
It's not going to change anything. Yeah, you know. So, so this is this is an example. Okay, so and you're right. So, and then, but this, you know, although this is a small fraction, it, it's not insignificant, but it's it's more. It can be more in other courses. So the winners of this tournament, it's been held here long enough, so you have enough statistics on the winners, have gained 2.79 strokes on par fives, okay? And they've gained 2.06 strokes on par fours. So that is a 0.07 stroke difference, which sounds like not a lot, but it actually is a decent amount. But then if you look at par threes, they've gained like almost zero strokes on par threes. So if you're going to wait, you know, if you're going to do that, wait that percentage, right? So that's like a... What is that? It's probably about, it's like maybe 25% more important par fives than par fours. So in my, in my opinion, other than, other than like Tori and Augusta, when is, when is that not the case? Yeah. I, I don't know. Specifically, it's like, specifically. it's like every tournament, every tournament, that especially on a, especially on a par 72. Yeah. Well, everyone can reach and that in that case, situation that's not the case see what I'm saying like mm-hmm. I, you know I mean I think I think it's less likely to be important on when there's only two but if there's four and only half the field can reach oh, shoot only a quarter of the field can reach all four I think that gives those guys who play those well because it's not just reaching it it's also hitting your first drive in there's a lot of skills that go into being good on par fives it's not just like you know, you you bomb it. You have to bomb it. You have to be able to hit your next shot in. You have to be able to pull that shot off, or you have to have a good wedge game. You have to be good around the greens because you're probably not going to hit the green and rag. It just it kind of is an all around game to be good at par fives. You know what I'm saying? Okay, how, here's my thing. How many guys that are gaining strokes on par fours are not gaining strokes on par fives? I would say not that many. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. This, I don't know the details on that. I have no idea. I, I mean. No clue. Like I mean, you can, all right. But that being like Augusta that, and like Tiger basically gained all. The- right. So I'm saying Augusta and Tory. Obviously, you're going to have to do what you got to do. But overall, I think par four strokes gained, being as just more opportunities. And if you can do that, I mean, you're picking up a you're picking up more strokes. Yeah. Or just as many strokes on the field because you have more opportunities. Yeah. I mean, I I, I can I can kind of see what you're saying on that. Like I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I just don't know. It's just hard to apply because I don't. I don't have like I don't have the statistics to be able to be like okay, well, like imagine. Just, just, just doesn't. I can't imagine he gains a lot of strokes on par fives because he does. Probably doesn't do a lot on par fours either. Who Ches? I mean, he's a pretty good player. He's got games somewhere. He's a streak. He's streaky. He's streaky. Yeah, he's he's, good you know. Anyways, he's, I mean, he's high. Level. He's like he's like Ryan Moore. He might, he might be getting a bet this week. I don't know. All right, so my model this week, uh, obviously I'm starting with uh, strokes gain TD green first, strokes gain approach second. Uh, actually, I'm going birdie over bogeys okay. third, and uh, strokes gain off the tee fourth. Yeah, okay. first. I went approach. I went opportunities gained because I think they're going to go low. Um, Interesting. Uh, so that's that's any shot hit within basically within 15 feet or shorter. That's called an opportunity gain. So and then um, tee to green approach is huge and uh, green uh, greens gained and then tee to green just to kind of round it all up. But ultimately, if you're not making hitting greens and making birdies, you're probably not winning here. So like all the scrambling, you can throw all that shit out to me. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. Make birdies. Yeah, first guy to pop on my model, ba 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 ba, is Paul Casey from. Yeah. Quite pretty. Yeah. Uh, he probably should pop on your model. Yeah, I think he's got <laughs> two seconds here, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yes, two seconds. Is he really? Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, this is like a perfect, perfect, complete, perfect golf course for him. I mean, he's like, I mean, he's the ultimate, you know, bunter slash iron guy, right? So, second, fifth, 17th, second, probably the most elite course fit, course history guy. Other than Bubba, I've ever so he's, seen. He's, he's probably good one and done candidate, then, huh? Yeah, he'll probably be number one. 21st, a WD, 29th, fourth in his last four starts. 18 and one on that guy, though. That's not a great number. Uh, Well, you said that you're fading the top of the field, so that's actually not a bad number. What do you mean fading the top of the field? What do you mean? If you said, if you said, 
I'm pretty much ignoring the guys at the top. Mm-hmm. You know, that can't lay speed, oh. Kepka. They're basically like saying they probably not going to play well. 18 to 1 uh, is not bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm always fading speed. So that just that goes without fucking saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, 18 to 1, huh? We consider it. Man, these numbers are tough this week. Jeez. Like, DeChambeau is 25 now. He was like 50 at the last turn of the tr- What is it? Like a memorial or something? Good Lord. They're really, they're really grinding. I haven't looked at anything. So this is all fast and loose. Um, Casey, yeah. Okay. Cool. Whatever. Um, I don't think super excited, but I mean, I could see your point. What about why? Why is Kevin Streelman so high on my model? This is so fucking dumb. I, I already hate this. This thing. is he does have a. This is a uh, Kevin Streelman has a win here. Right, right? He's got his last fucking his last five have been fire. Good lord. Yeah, he won here in two thousand fourteen. Okay, so he's got. And I remember because he he had seven straight birdies. He also has a bunch of to win the tournament. Oh man, I don't know. He's playing. He's playing. Kevin Strelly is. He's like the Caucasian version of Seawood oh Camp. God. Uh, he's got a fourth at the Memorial, a sixth at the Heritage, and a sixth at the Valero. With a Kevin Strelly was coming in with fantastic yeah, form, so that may be the reason why he's popping. Fourth, thirty-first, forty-fifth, sixth, sixth. I mean, that's three top tens. Nobody in that range below him has got three top tens and. Six no, I'm close. Fifty to one. I'm seeing. So bookmakers have their Sunjay. What's that? Sunjay M is the only one that has three top tens and whatever eight six I starts. Don't know, I don't that guy's name. Decade. Um, fifty fifty five to one. I, bookmaker doesn't have numbers yet, and they almost always are better than all these. So, so bookmaker probably have them sixty. I mean, Kevin Streaming really going to win a golf tournament? Like probably not. I don't know. Can I emphasize this enough? This is dumb. This term. We don't. We don't have to win. No, no, you're right. No, he should have a nice little top twenty number, huh? This is why they tune into us to make some cash. Okay, so top twenty comes to and make some and, cash and go ahead, take a mortgage out because he's definitely top twenty in this shit. Kevin, top twenty. Okay, next on my model. Not coming in with fantastic form is Charlie Hoffman. Oh, wow. Charlie Hoffman. Let's see. You know what? I have seen him play okay, actually. Uh, great course form. You will absolutely have a uh, miscut. 13.54. So we got five made cuts. He should be fresh. <laughs> I've been uh, in Connecticut for the last two weeks. Getting ready. Yeah, exactly. Charlie Hoffman. Yeah, Hoffman's Charlie Hoffman's open. Like, what the fuck happened? Looks like Charlie Hoffman's coming in at a warm 50 to 1. Put him on the board. Charlie Hoffman at 50 to 1. I just have about a thousand guys at his price for that right tire. Twenty two I have him twenty seconds, so it's not like he's like he's dead or anything, but so Kepka can't let Casey is obviously my top three. And then it just goes off the – completely goes off the rafters. Um, my model hates Molinari. It hates Day. And it obviously hates Spieth. Why wouldn't it? It doesn't hate Day. I shouldn't say that. It just does not super high on Day. Um, Russell Knox pops high. He's one here, right? So that's cool. Um, is that the same Knox, I assume, right? Travelers? There's not like a – Yeah. Russell Knox, he comes in 19th okay. at the moment. So, yeah, he's, he's high for me. Um, 27th Memorial, 8th of the Schwabs. He's got, you know, pretty decent form. He didn't play last week, though. That's so weird, man. I, that, like, I guess these guys aren't – they're not high enough in the world rankings, huh? Uh, yeah, this is one of those, like, you need to get your game back yeah. courses. You know what I really like here? And I, and I hate this guy almost all the time. But I think he's at – I'm seeing 33s on him. He'd probably have me 33 at Bookmaker. I can get behind a Tommy Fleetwood on this golf course at 33 to 1. I yeah, I know. Me either. <laughs> I just saw him. I'm like, Fleetwood, this is like – I think like Fleetwood and Casey to me sound like the exact same guy, like in terms of where they should be good and not. I mean, he doesn't have superb form. Played well at the players. He hasn't missed cuts. So it's like he's not, you know he's not going to miss the cut. So if you want to, you know – 
Pep, you know, have him have him in your DK or whatever if he comes in pretty cheap. But I'm seeing 33 to one. I mean, I, I think that's a fine number for him. And in this field, because this is just a bunch of bum outside of the very top. I think I'll that. Do you I'm trust? Not a dummy guy by any means, do you trust him to make enough? What's that? Parties? Do you trust him to make enough? Yeah, parties? yeah. He always super high in my in, my, uh, in the opportunities game. He's not a great putter, but um, he, he's 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 good. The opportunities game stat right now. Maybe he can just like stick him. He just has to get close because he can't putt to save his fucking life. He uses the claw. Yeah. I think uh, if you're gonna bet Tommy Fleetwood at a major at like twenty, like all these fucking idiots have, you have to bet him here at thirty three. Yeah, that, I guess that's my point. I think that that's a good number. And I mean, come on, man, it's, it's, like, this field is like it's pretty meh. Does a guy pop in? And I think he's popping just enough. Ah, you are not a fan of this young man, but he wins golf okay. tournaments, and we call him the little engine that could. It's my man Brian. Oh Harmon. no! Oh my! We're going all the way down there. We can't. Oh yeah! Save this guy for later. Oh, yeah. N- nope. We're going to talk about him right now. Brian Harmon has had two top tens here. Brian Harmon is coming at a hundred to one. He has made his three, his last three cuts, and I'm telling you that Brian Harmon is going to show up. I've been pretty good well, about. I Brian don't know Harmon how that's possible considering he missed almost every cut he plays in. So he's made the last three cuts. He you think he's garbage? One, two, and he's on. I mean, he's, he's missed. On the he's missed more cuts in this this in the nineteen than like. I don't even know. I don't even know an analogy. It's just bad. You say the same thing about Johnny Vegas. I love Johnny. He's missed a lot of cuts, but you know, I love he wins. But he wins. Uh, he wins the Canadian Open. I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, he won. Uh, he's got one at. Uh, he's so Paul's far Spring. down there that, like, I I had to control F him to find his out. <laughs> like, I like, scroll, yeah, tab, scroll, tab, and I'm like. Fuck it, I guess you had a control F or you're like boop boop harm. I mean, what are you putting? You're putting like whatever, you're putting like point oh two units on the way, man. No way. Well, no, not for me. Uh not, not, not on this watch. Okay, so I guess I'm just gonna get I'm just gonna have to fill this whole thing with guys that I've just have been betting all year. Because like I just this is like this feels awful. So Jason Kokrak, you're in. You're up, bud. Where 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 what's the number on him? I've been betting all year, I'm not gonna stop. He is Boy, he is way is down. Really? He's 60 to 1. Benny Ann, this is a perfect Benny on spot. Man, just made the cut. Yeah. Is it? Is it? You took Benny Ann to go low? I mean, it's pretty surprising. Uh, US Open. Yeah, he, dude, he's got 16th US Open, 17th Memorial. This guy's forms on point. I mean, he can't putt to save his life. I think he actually gained putting in two, two tournaments in a row. Hold on. Stop the presses. Oh, my God. Two in a row. Benny Hahn is winning this week. Two in a row. All right, Benny Hahn. All right, I'm actually going to Lucas Glover, welcome to the team, bud. I What's bet you every week. You're, no, I'm not stopping now. Uh, what is his eyes this week? I'm just going to load up on 60s. This is going to be Glover, 75 to 1. Benny Hahn, 60 to 1. Are you kidding me? I bet, these, I bet worse numbers all week, all year. So I'm not stopping now. This training backing up, bud. Kang, you're in. What's, what's Kang's number? He's in. Sung JM, you're in. This, this Ryan Moore, you're in for the first round. <laughs> I have more. I'll tell you what, man. I know we get all hyped up on these outrights, but oh, we've been smoking on these. No doubt. Uh, no doubt. I, mean, I, will, I will 1,000% have a Ryan Moore first round leader, but that is you fucking put that shit on the board right now. Money spends the same, guys. Let's remember that. Money I'll tell you what, the man. These, amateur, these these new guys are popping pretty high. This Colin Morikawa, who just absolutely fucked me last week. He made This guy shoots like 30 on the back to beat me, to beat a bet. I'm like 30 on the back. Like what? To beat Van Ruin. I mean, I'm just like, this dude won't. He made birdies on 10, 11, 12, and 13. I'm just like, what are you doing, dude? Hovland pops hard. Um, 
I was extremely high on Victor Hovland for uh, top amateur last week. I thought that was almost like stealing, even though he uh, gave me a little cold yeah, clinch with the wall. Was beating. But this week, I uh, what do you think about uh, Wolf and uh, Hovland yeah, making I'm, their pro I'm debut? I'm kind of more high on this Morikawa guy. This guy's a monster. I, I didn't even know who the hell he was until he just completely housed me on on Sunday. So I had to go look into him. He housed you. Well, Victor Hovland beat Man, Tiger by like six. This guy is from. This guy is. He, oh, he, oh, he's the Berkeley kid. That's right. He's a monster, dude. I, th- I'm like, I like this guy. I mean, obviously, uh, Hovland and Wolf have all the, all the, uh, all the press. But I'm telling you right now, dude. Look at this kid. If you pull him up, he made the cut at the U.S. Open, the Canadian Open, and the Arnold Palmer. So he's got three made cuts this year. Um, well, not when the Arnold Palmer was last year, actually. So he made the cut at his two pro events. He got four. This kid got 14th at the at the RBC uh, Canadian Open. Are you kidding me? Yeah, uh, I'm probably not going to rush them no. to win the tournament, but I'm sure there might be some good top 20 plays, especially with these, these college kids are used to yeah, a lot of Yeah, the game is a little different too. now. Even like even Wolf made the cut the Wapo. Like, these guys are making cuts. So if you could get them I – mean, I'm probably going to play this Morikawa guy at the uh, at DK because he's going to be like minimum price and everyone's going to be on Hovland and Wolf. I'm going to sneak this fool in, and he's going to make the cut at like 6,200. I'm going to have to look at his number right now. What do we got here? Listen. Are you uh, are you back? Are you back in Chez off the extremely solid? Hold on, uh, I got five more tournament last week. Sixty nine hundred for this fool. Are you kidding me? That's a lock. Okay, um, Chez, you know, I mean, the number's fine. I don't know why not. What, what's Chez's number? Five fifty to one. I'm looking at a. Yeah, Chez is yeah, fifty to one. I mean, I might not have anyone. I'm going to have Fleetwood and just a bunch of bums. Because this tournament, I mean, this tournament has, has, has given, up, given us some bum winners before. You know, yeah. There was one more. Yeah. About. Oh, hell oh, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? I love Grillo. You know, okay, for all of you DK players, this guy should be rostered every single week. You know how many cuts he's missed in like the last year? One zero. All right, well, nothing on my. I mean, you can't see last he, eight, he missed a cut at the at the open, and then he missed a cut the play at the at the Honda, which uh, that was a weird. I'm not really sure why he missed a cut there, but I mean, since since last year's U.S. Open, he's missed two cuts. The the open, which I'm which he could easily just got in a shitty weather draw because that was a fucked up tournament, and the Honda, which you know whatever missed a cut of the Honda, it happens. Literally two tournaments in a year. That's insane. And he's never more than what seventy eight hundred on on DK. Yeah, maybe seventy nine hundred this week. This guy should be automatically rostered by every single one, every single week, and he's no one ever picks him. I'll tell you. Well, if you're going to make a little core, and this guy's going on the card, and quiet is kept, he is playing pretty well. A little guy by the name of Daniel Berger. Daniel Berger. Oh, he got one, in a playoff two, with them this three, year. With that one guy, with, uh, he lost in a playoff here, huh? Speed. Yeah, Speed knocked in a freaking bunker shot on him. So he's made his last seven cuts, and he's got two <coughs> top Man, fives here. And he's coming in at 80. That is a ridiculous number for a guy who's feeling confident about Man, his he's game. He's made cuts, and he just sucks. I hate the swing, but I what love the number. 80? 6680 on a two two Burgers, and a half time winner on um 7080 so yeah he'll be still be 80 on bookmaker look i can't i can't i i'm telling you man i want to fill my my card with absolute bums and that's gonna happen so yeah i'm totally down with that what about adam hadwin you love that guy this is a perfect horse i do love adam hadwin because when adam had Listen, man, I have I'm a sucker for anybody that's gone sub sixty on the PGA tour. Uh he's a guy that's not afraid to go real low. Let's see Adam Hadwin's form coming in. Yeah, I know we played he, well. He's got two, two missed cuts, but a lot of a lot of cuts. I mean, he's he's fine. He's tenth last twelve. He's uh sixteenth last eight. He's fifteenth last seven. He has missed oh, five in a row. Missed five cuts in a row. I mean, everyone misses any miscut at the players. I you just completely ignore, 
And so, didn't Furyk shoot fifty? Furyk, oh, is this where he did? I'm pretty sure Jim Furyk shot fifty-eight here. I know. I'm just saying that. You know, I love. You I love go, an Adam I mean, bet this week. That, and you know, I'm not a Hadwin guy by any means, but I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Now, what about your boy Tony Fino? Can we talk about him? Ugh. He's dead. We're done here. Ugh. Wow. Yeah, stick a fork in him. I can't. I'm off the Fino train because he's still got the name, but his numbers, as far as his. His output is not very oh good right now. You you know what? I think Bryson is one of those guys where you just need to hope. see a glimmer. Just a little bit of a, like, bing. If you see something, just like a little bit of ball striking, and it's like, oh, something clicked. And uh, I faded Bryson at the U.S. Open, and my money was he, uh, four, he gained four and a half strokes on approach and lost, and, and four and a half strokes putting. And lost four and a half strokes chipping. I mean, what the fuck is that, bud? I think that that chipping, his yeah, I could see where he wouldn't be a very good chipper because you kind of have to. Sometimes you gotta get risky with it, you know. He's not about. That. I don't know, man. He was fantastic around yeah. the greens when he was on his run. I mean, people talk about his ball striking, but boy, I was watching this guy get up and down from everywhere during the uh, that's true the playoffs. Is this like, a Jason Day fade spot where he just doesn't care and he just comes in like? Back to back, he's all sore, like his back hurts. He's like getting stretched out and like getting like, you know, placebo pills given to him and shit. That's Stevie Williams uh add to the yeah, bag. He, to well, he made the cup, week. he didn't do anything, right? Golly, man. I don't know why I'm such a I know I'm a sucker for him because he's he usually wins first, he didn't, every he, single he, did year. Right. he didn't putt very well. That's the really surprising. He chipped well. How many tournaments does he play? Oh, I, you know, he's played 18? a lot more this year, actually. Since, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He's got ten this year, so you have probably 18. You're probably right. He probably plays 18 tournaments, but he's 25 to one. He went to tournament every year, so Jason Day is just plus EV. That's why I'm a he's sucker. 25 to one. Hey, I'm saying 18 and. No, I'm saying yeah, he, he can catch not 25. Saying, like, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not not super high on. Okay. He definitely didn't pop so, up I mean, this week. Well, he sixteenth. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, if I, if I have him at tenth and Grillo at tenth, I might as well bet Grillo. So fuck it. Uh, what about Chesco? What about Frankie Onions? Chesco, man, I got such a man crush on this guy. I think, I think, I really think Chesco oh, could be God, number one okay. player in the world. Now we're just- I. I, I I really do. I think he has that kind of talent. <laughs> Did you see him last? Oh, I mean, I think, last, I think, I last I summer? think Chesco is very. He's not going to do well on bomber courses. I mean, he does hit it out. He's gotten it. He's getting it out there a lot further than he used to. I just, Dude, Luke Donald was number yeah, one. Yeah, but that was go with this bomber shit. I was like, well, yeah. It's happened. Martin Keimer was yeah, number one player in the world. The year, Dominant, the Euros, and you know how I feel about the European Tour and how they fuck up rankings. So, uh, Listen, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm telling you that Martin Keimer, this Euro guy, came over here and won the U.S., almost won uh, – no, I'm sorry, won the PGA and the he's U.S. He's probably Open the worst two-time major player. winner in the history of golf. No, he's, he's not, not the there. worst two-time major winner. What, ha- what happened with Martin? He said he tried to hit a draw. Yeah. That's it. That's all he did. Whatever, so you can talk about like, like Luke. Don- I think Luke Donald might have been the worst. Number more, one more euros, bro. Ever. This Euro trash thing. There's a pattern here, and and the pattern is they shouldn't fucking count those tournaments for so much. So these guys should never have been number one anyways. So like, you go back to previous editions of the four pocket four pocket. What do you think Brooks yeah, cut yeah, his teeth that's in? Because he made he was he, he made a lot more money over there doing that. And he was and he was trash over here. Brooks was nothing from the amateur ranks. He's like the, one of the few guys who yeah, didn't no, really do anything as an amateur. Like he didn't even get his college scholarship. Good for him. Smart. They worked for him, right? Yeah, he's a. Uh, what about Keegan? You gonna bet Keegan? 
Oh, are you betting Bubba then at that number? You know, we're, damn, we're about but... down here. I mean, I got to go to bed. I'm tired. Let's see. Bubba 28 is what this week? Hell yeah, I'm betting Bubba. What do you mean? First of all, top definitely top 10. It, I'm telling you, watch. It's so funny. Watch, watch Bubba Watson. Th- this tournament, man. I mean, you want to talk about having wedge yeah. into Ooh. every green. <laughs> it's, it is amazing. <laughs> Bubba's got 120. <laughs> Bubba's got 95 I mean, yards into yeah, this hole. And you're going to – It's so, so here – okay, I, I'm going to tell you my strategy right now on this, and, and we can kind of uh, you know, button this bad boy up. I'm going to bet I'm going to bet Bubba, and I'm going to bet Fleetwood, and I'm just going to bet like 10 bums. And so – <laughs> that's basically what I'm going to do. Because Bubba and Fleetwood at 28 to 1, I mean, I think those are great numbers on those guys. I mean, you got Fino at 25. He's not winning fucking shit ever. There's no reason Fino should be should be higher ranked than Bubba on this golf course. You got JT, who's like dead. Paul Casey, who can only win on one court. I don't know what's going on. Hold on. I, Is I, he dead? He just played dead? He's, piss, he's pissing me off. He pissed me off last week, so he's dead to me. I don't know if he's really dead or not. That's when you should yeah, get up. That's when you get on. Man, I you want off. something worse than that after he missed. If he was at 25 or something, yeah. You want to go. JT no, could be number that, one yes, in the world. That is a fact. And therefore, 20 to 1 is probably a, <laughs> a discount considering Molinari 16, and he could never be number one. So maybe I'll get JT, Bubba, and Tommy, and then just like a lot of Adam Hadwins. Hadwin, Berger, uh, Kograk. I mean, even your boy Kisner. I mean, these guys are all 60s. I mean, you could fit three guys up top if you're going to just pick on 50s and 60s, right? All right, so here's my card at the moment. I'm going to go with okay. Bubba, okay. JT, JT's 20. I'm going to ride with you on okay. Fleetwood. Oh, no, you can Ryan have- Moore, you- 50. I got 50. Ches Revy at 50. Adam Hadwin at 75. Yeah. Benny On at 60. And uh, who was, oh, Berger at 80 and Brian Harmon as my long shot at 100 to 1. I'd rather have Morikawa at 125 than Harmon. Oh, gosh. You Ooh, side bet. No, you can, so I'm gonna get plus Let's money. Get that it. sucker, though. So, well, I actually don't know where he'll be. Actually, Morikawa would probably be heavily favored in that matchup. I've been Morikawa like minus one fifty. How many PGA Tour will have? You will have as many as Harmon does. That's what does Harmon have? Like two or one? He's got two, and they're all on tracks that that he should not yeah, have won. Yeah, well, that's because he should have won anywhere. So. <laughs> Brian, hey, listen, Brian yeah. has been disrespected <laughs> all of his life. He be disrespected on the floor. You, know where, you know where he is? He's like 23rd on the all-time PGA Tour. It's like he's missed so many cuts. Anyway, I'm not talking about Brian Harmon anymore. So we're wasting our, our five listeners completely. <laughs> Let's get your <laughs> Okay. So anyways, uh, I am going with a very similar sounding card, except I am going to add Streelman and Kokrak. And then I'm just going to have like a bunch of guys in fifties and sixties. If you're not 50 or above and your name isn't Tommy JT or Bubba, then you're not on my card. There's no one 50 and above other than those. And it's going to be 50. It's going to be those three and a bunch of 50 sixties. I might even throw these amateurs on there just for shits and giggles. I'm all fired up tonight. This tournament sucks. This tournament is going to be fantastic. Everything sucks on on Monday, but as soon as it as soon as it rolls around, we're we're all not going to watch on Wednesday thing. night. Especially, how can you not be excited oh, every time? Well, you're right. I will definitely be following on Thursday because that is the best bet in golf. Okay, sounds good. So yeah, that sounds good. Oh, OAD. Yeah. I'll probably, I'll probably. I think I might just throw a Finau or a, a Fleetwood out there for my one and done. Yeah, I'm excited about this week. Uh, this is a really fun tournament to watch. The guys are going to make a you, lot of birdies. You working for so, CBS uh, now or something? What are you trying to sell this thing for? This thing is just – this is like 
Like, man, I, I just, dude, I just really enjoy. I enjoy watching golf. I enjoy watching these guys play well, and you know, watching. We'll have a choke first round meetup. I enjoy the. Hundred <laughs> percent. Very good. I'm gonna you have uh, my card. My full card will be out. Um, probably Wednesday. Wednesday morning. I don't know. Yeah, probably Wednesday morning. So. Look for that. I, there's nothing on Bookmaker yet, so I mean, we could. I mean, if we go to Bookmaker, we could get maybe like 70 golfers in this card, and we almost covered field. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Cool. Good stuff. Um, next week, I don't know where are we at next week. Oh, dude, next week, Michigan. Next week, let, the, let everyone know. Next week's gonna be tough. I am caddying at the. You at the California Amateur at Monterey Peninsula Country Club, right next door to Bubble Beach. So we'll see. We'll see about next week. Okay, my man. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we had a great U.S. Open. And um, like I said, make sure you like, comment, and share with your friends uh, if you guys enjoy the content. Tell uh, Pat Man to have us on his podcast. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's for it. sure. That's- all right. So, with that being said, we are we out.